Welcome back to Connecting People and Culture, the podcast brought to you by Fike Co. about companies that are creating great places for people to work. We're excited to have you join us today. And as we continue our journey with wonderful companies and people that we're speaking to in these companies, we hope that you will join us as well and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Enjoy today's recording and let us know what you think in the comments. We're so excited today to join with 4Moms CEO and Director of HR. And we're excited to talk to them. I'm a major 4Moms fangirl. Anyone who knows me knows that I have had basically all of the 4Moms products when my son was growing up. So I'm very excited today because I'm you know, fanning out. And we're going to be talking to them about their culture, where they've been over the last couple of years, what makes 4Moms great, and just kind of talking through some of their core values and different elements today. So I'm going to introduce them and let them walk through their journey at 4Moms and then also what brought them here. So Jackie, do you want to start? Sure. I'm Jackie Shemansky. I'm the Director of Human Resources. I've been with 4Moms since 2011 in a traditional HR role in a very non-traditional company. So getting to work in a startup environment here in Pittsburgh is always very exciting when that opportunity presented itself. I was thrilled to jump on board and have the opportunity to work with these very talented, very creative people and really grow the HR function here at 4Moms. Awesome. Love that. Yeah, so uh, I'm Gary and I have been here since 2016, late 2016. I was recruited to join 4Moms. And the first thing, uh, well, before I was at 4Moms, I was at Bose Corporation, the audio company, for about 14 years. And then prior to that, I was in the automotive industry. Uh, The thing that drew me to 4Moms when I was being recruited was the first thing that caught my eye was the products, right? So Mm -hmm. different than the other products that were on the market. And I basically tell everybody that when I started to look at the industry, which I hadn't looked at in a long time because our kids are all older, Uh, The products didn't look much different than the things that we were using 15 to 20 (laughs) years before that, with Mm -hmm. the exception of the 4Moms products that stood out. And so that was the first thing that caught my eye. This idea of disrupting a very sleepy industry was really cool. Uh, And then when I got a chance to talk to the people, I was really excited about joining this team, such a talented team. And look, I've got a few decades under my belt now in my career. And so I realized how important it is to work with the right people. It kind of, it all starts and ends there, frankly, in in my view. Yeah, awesome. Well, let's dive into, I'd like to start out and just hear, what are 4Moms core values? And what was that process like for you all? You know, did you, do you look at them often? Have you had the same core values from the start? Walk me through kind of first what they are and then the journey to get to those. Right, so when we talk about our core values, we talk about three things. We talk about innovation, passion, and people. And so the innovation part, again, is like, let's think about what do parents need? Like, what are the, what are things that are problems for them? What are benefits that they don't have today? And what are their pain points? And let's figure out how to solve those things. So that's, we'll talk more about that later probably, but innovation is really important to us. Finding a great solution to a complex problem that presents a simple, you know, solution to the parent. And then passion, you need to be passionate about what you do. And which kind of flows into the people aspect of it. And we've got a set of principles of the way we work, we call it. And we've evolved these over time, but what we have right now are six different aspects of the way we work. And those are be humble, work hard, and respect others. Work as one team, act as an owner, 
be transparent, honest, and candid, expect great work, and have fun. And what we did is we got the team together and talked about like what are the things that are, are good embodiment of the way we work together, and what are the things that we want to be explicit about in terms of encouraging others to do as they join uh, the company and as we think about who should join the company. And these were the things that were most important to us. And there's an underlying aspect to all of this that's about we want to provide people the freedom to be creative mm -hmm. and explore new paths and identify new ways of doing things. And we also want to treat people with respect and treat people as adults, right? So yes. this kind of idea of freedom along with responsibility is really core to how we operate. Awesome. What's been key to our success in keeping these core values and the way we work as part of Four Moms is it's not just a poster on a board. We've been able to really incorporate it into the way we work, all the way from the hiring process when we bring someone on board. We have a culture interview that asks about some of these and how do people respond to those, as well as performance management. We get evaluated on these. Are we actually uh, putting the mirror up to our folks and saying, are we delivering these day in and day out? That's great. And I think that's a dynamic that a lot of companies hire based on their core values, but they almost stop there, right? They don't take it all the way through to performance metrics. And I think that that's a great way to do it because it is kind of making sure that that's flowing through all of the new processes that you're having people dive into, that they're engaged in, which that's is great. great. And we actually ask our employees on a very regular basis through an engagement survey, how are we doing? Are we actually living mm -hmm. these? And then if we are dipping in our scores in some of those, we're able to take immediate action, put a team together, put yeah. someone behind it, make sure we're actually living these. Awesome. Yeah, as Jackie says, holding ourselves accountable to these things is really important. And when I think about like performance assessment for mm -hmm. any individual or the company, there's really two pieces to it. One is what you're getting done, yes. but the other is how you're getting it done. Mm -hmm. And you need to focus on both of those things as yeah. you're talking about performance. Love that. Yeah, I love that. And so when was the last time that you saw a change in the core values? Has it been a couple of years? Have they been you know, around for, for a long time? What is, was there ever a, a change dynamic there? There was, and okay. I would say it was the introduction of Gary into the company. Mm -hmm. You know, Gary um, obviously comes from a very strong, different background from us, but comes with lots of experience. And, and really, Gary had some ideas of how he wanted us to, to work together, right? And the one, um, I think, important dynamic that Gary really brought to the company, I'll just speak for you, is, is communication, keeping that very open communication, but also encouraging us to disagree with each other, as Gary always puts it, vigorous debate, right? Yes. And so he came from a, a, a place where that was part of their regular routine and something he wanted to bring into the company. Yes. And that, that really shows that there's a comfort level of psychological safety here as well, which is really big in, in what we think in a good culture in a company. Yeah, and, and if you don't have that debate, you just have a bunch of people shaking their head yes in a room. And are you really getting the best ideas, right? Yeah, like what, <laughs> as, you know, one of the things that we think about, and I've encouraged people, there should be no silent disagreement. Yes. Right? Yes. You should speak up. If you have a different point of view, we want to yeah. hear it. That's great. Do you feel like that has led to some of the innovative pieces in your products where people have said, well, I like this, but I do not like this aspect. I don't think it's going to work. Has that helped you evolve some of the products you know, along the way? It has. And you know, we've, we've been operating with this new set of you know, uh, principles, the way we work now for a couple of years. And we're about to launch a new product in October into a completely new category Fun. for four moms. Yeah. 
and we're really excited about it. We think it's going to be great for parents and it's a really important pain point uh, that, uh, that we're trying to get at. And we've made a lot of adjustments because of feedback from the team, right? It's where we kind of get everybody in the room and we have a direction that we're going and then somebody kind of raises their hand and says, you know, I'm not so sure about this thing. And I can point to two or three things that we've changed just in the last year based upon that kind of input. Nice. Great. That's yeah. awesome. And let me take a step back for a moment and ask, how many people do you currently have at Four Moms? And would you say the vast majority of them are parents? Uh, we have about 45 employees, and I would say probably 60% okay. parents. So okay. yes, um, but we have a very strong contingent of aunts and uncles and people with yes. friends with babies as well. So opinions yes. are not something we lack. Here yes, right. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, being a parent is a very personal thing for most yeah. people, or being an aunt or uncle. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. there's there's lots of relevant experience to draw on, which is a great thing about being in this industry. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you each have a favorite? product? I definitely do. <laughs> Mine is the Breeze because um, I had my kids um, several years ago mm -hmm. and I was used to a more traditional playpen mm -hmm. and I remember many, many mm -hmm. nights struggling with that and so coming to see our Breeze and that one push down, yes. one push close, I, it just it amazed me. It blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I have to say that I also had the breeze in it, really with all of the Four Moms products. It was just the ease of use and just not like feeling like you're out in public or out somewhere or at someone's house and you're trying to finagle these right. things together. Yeah. And you just feel so clumsy doing it with other products and it's just easy with Four Moms. So, yeah. Yes. The, uh, you know, one of the things that we try to do is make, again, this idea of effortless use. Mm -hmm. And uh, one way to think about that is try to be able to do things with one hand. Yes. Right? Because parents always need one free hand. They actually <laughs> yeah. need four free hands, right? Yes. Uh, but if you can make it so that they can operate it with one hand, that just makes their lives so much better because they yes. usually have, they're, they're trying to manage two or three things at once. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. great. Well, and walk me through, how has, you know, and I know Gary, you're, you've been here a few years. How has the culture changed, Jackie, from before Gary was here to after Gary was here? Where have you seen that change? I would say, um, again, I'll point to communication. Mm -hmm. I really think uh, Gary has a very different, direct style of communication. Um, and keeping everybody equally as informed. Mm -hmm. So while occasionally that might mean an extra meeting or two, it really gets everybody else on board. The right people know what's going on. And we're also holding ourselves very accountable using metrics, which mm -hmm. is something in the past we really didn't use. But I think Gary coming from uh, a traditional more manufacturing mm -hmm. automotive environment where metrics are very key, bringing that to four moms has really been eye-opening. And what that's allowed us to do is make sure everybody's on the same page. So mm -hmm. now every individual has individual goals that roll up to make sure we're meeting our company operating metrics and company goals. That's great. And out of those metrics, which ones do you typically pay most attention to? Do you have some that kind of go up to the top that you're always looking at, or do they change quite often based on where you are in the, in the year? The, the individual or kind of the specific goals for the company do change year over year, mm -hmm. but they tend to be a continuum. Okay. And the categories of things that we're focused on don't change. Right, so one of the things as a product company, right? Mm -hmm. At our core, we're a product company. And the first set of goals is about what are we doing to make sure that we have the right pipeline of products, that we're bringing new benefits, better products to, to parents, yeah. right? So we've got a set of goals that are around those things. And again, they may 
evolve year to year based upon the specifics of what we're trying to accomplish that year, but that category remains consistent. We have a next set of goals. It's about what do we, what do, we do to make sure that we continue to be a healthy growing company? Right? This idea of healthy growth or profitable growth, self-sustainability is really important, so we've got a set of goals around that. Then we have a goal, set of goals around people to make sure that we're doing the right things and building the right culture and bringing the right people in and all of those things. And then finally, we have a set that are around driving the brand, right? Mm -hmm. The brand is so important because it helps you communicate to people like who you are and what you're about and the core of your products, the essence of the company. And so we have a set of goals that, again, that those four categories stay consistent. Uh, and then the specific goals within those categories kind of change um, as appropriate. Awesome. And with those metrics, do you tie those metrics in with performance and the core values? And with the performance, you know, that's always something that everyone wants to hear about, right? Because there's no magic way to do performance across every company. So, I'm, you know, you mentioned earlier about tying those to core values and are we living those? How do you go about gauging performance? Is it something that you all do on an annual review? Is it a quarterly review? Is it more, you know, open and honest feedback all the time? Walk me through sort of what, where it is currently with their performance at Formops. We have a couple of different methods we actually use. So the first one is every single employee meets with their team lead mm -hmm. at a very minimum of one time a month mm -hmm. or at least an hour. Okay. So that's a one-on-one -on -one yes. meeting. Normally, the more free, they're more frequent. They're mm -hmm. more, more every other week you're, you're meeting with your team lead. And that's really to help the team member address any issues or concerns that they have. It's driven by the employee. Mm -hmm. um, then we actually have two, two times a year a performance management process. Mm -hmm. We do a mid-year review and a year-end review. During that mid-year review, we run a 360 feedback process. Mm -hmm. So not only is the feedback coming from the team, the team lead, but it's also coming from people that they work with as well. Awesome. And then the end of the year is more of a wrap up. Our goal there is for nothing to be a surprise. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't walk into your performance review and become aware of yes. something. The continuous dialogue and the one-on-ones really help that, really are meant to be addressing things immediately, but the performance review process is the more formal, let's yes. put it in writing type of event. Awesome. Yeah. And for the 360, is that typically anonymous feedback from the team or is it named feedback? It's anonymous to the employee. They mm -hmm. get to recommend who they would suggest okay, the great. team member get feedback, or the team lead get feedback from. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's up to the team lead who they reach yeah. out to and get feedback from. Okay. The feedback that is received is not anonymous to the team lead themselves. They know yes. who's providing what feedback, but they kind of summarize that into mm -hmm. their performance review and look at it holistically. Okay, awesome. That's a great approach to that. Yeah, as Jackie said, this the management of kind of individual performance is done in a parallel with in coordination with the company goals right so we set mm -hmm. company goals once a year and then we review those on a quarterly basis and update and adjust along with we have a set of kind of operating metrics that are more just kind of gauging are we on track to meet our goals mm -hmm. and uh, adjusting for things that are off and we do those on a kind of a monthly basis so kind of a regular cadence of things it's not there's not a lot of overhead it's not really bureaucratic it's really more of kind of just a rough guide as to are we on track to to achieve the goals awesome and do you all have you know <clears throat> times where people can move from one department to another have you seen a lot of that 
over the years or is there a particular success story that you've had internally where an employee might say, you know, I'm doing this job and I'm really passionate about this. How do we make that, that adjustment? Have you we have had, had that? We have a couple okay. examples. We have two really great examples I can think of. Yeah. Um, one of them is our product managers. He actually started out as a supply chain engineer and quite frankly, his degree in college was an aerospace engineer. So yeah. he was following the engineering path and decided he had a real passion for product development. So now he's on the front line of deciding what products is Formlabs putting out there. Nice. And so that, that's been a really great success story. And the second one I can think of is someone who worked in customer care who was on the phone with consumers all of the time um, and also working with some of our real retailers and said, you know, I have a real passion for sales and I, and I want to see the other end of this now and transition into a sales role. Nice. So now we get to see as well. Yeah, I love that. And it seems like people tend to stick around at Four Moms. And partly because of the products, you know, they're, you know, probably fans like I am of the products that like you are. Uh, but we love to see that as well. Why did we start Connecting People and Culture? Presented by Fike & Co. We wanted to create a place where we could have conversations, real authentic conversations with companies that are creating places where people really thoroughly enjoy coming to work. They love the people that they work with, they love the management teams, they love the work that they get to do every day, they have a purpose, they feel fulfilled, they feel challenged, and these are the conversations that we think you will love to hear in our upcoming episodes and in seasons to come. What would you say is the, you know, the growth, what does it look like for four moms from a, a people perspective and then from a little bit of a growth perspective from the company side in the next two to three years? Where do you see that go? Yeah, so we, right now, we have some pretty rapid growth underway and as we've been focusing on really leveraging, leveraging some of the core products and making those more broadly available like around the world and improving on some of those products and marketing those distributing it through a number of channels. We're seeing growth right now that's um, over 20% as we think about the most current numbers in a year over year. Mm -hmm. And we see lots more opportunity because frankly we haven't introduced a lot of products in the last couple of years but we've got a super full pipeline that's going to be launching first product in this new category in October and then another seven products over the next 12 to 15 oh, wow. months. Yeah. So it's, be, it's a really busy yeah. time. There's been a lot of people with a lot on their plates yeah. but we're excited about what that's going to do. So. I, we think that we're on a path right now for a three to five year growth plan that looks really, really exciting and you know, getting the company to be you know, plus $100 million on that yeah. kind of a direct trajectory, we've got all that on the runway now. So that's really exciting and I think what it means for, for people, we've brought in I think five or six new people into the organization over the past six, seven months. 12 months and um, we've been able to add some great new talents some great new capabilities, some new perspective, keeping things fresh. So I think there's gonna be a lot more of that. At the same time, we also try to make sure that you know, we keep a core team that's right-sized for the business and we leverage outside partners yes. too so that we can bring in new thinking and also be able to kind of manage workflow up and down as, as need be. That's Using awesome. those outside resources too also allows yeah. us <clears throat> to work more quickly because mm -hmm. they have many more resources that they can behind, put behind something, so yeah. it's been exciting. That's nice. Do you think that four moms will always remain in Pittsburgh? 
I think so. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, P Pittsburgh. That's the right answer, <laughs> I mean, Pittsburgh always is a long time, but Pittsburgh is such a fantastic um, place for innovation and startups right now, mm -hmm. and has been probably for the last five to 10 years, but it's just an amazing place for getting talented people that are interested in this kind of work. I mean, with CMU yeah. and Pitt and just a ton of talent and we see I think we're actually seeing more of that being drawn to Pittsburgh as more tech companies and innovative companies come to Pittsburgh so mm -hmm. that's really neat I mean you can think about wow is that competing for the talent that's here I, my view is it's actually bringing more talent yeah. to Pittsburgh I would say so, so too yeah so it's a fantastic place and I think Pittsburgh's the of the home of four moms it's a great place to that's do nice business. and it's kind of nice too that you guys have been here for a while to say you know we're not we're not just coming to Pittsburgh. We knew the value of it before. <laughs> so, yes, exactly, which I love because I'm actually from the Pittsburgh area as well. So I love that answer. And so um, wrapping up today, I wanted to just kind of ask you all, when you talk about four moms, whether it's, you know, with each other, with your family, with your friends, what are you most proud about? Yeah, so I'm, the first thing that comes to mind for me is the products and what they do for people. Mm -hmm. Right, and I think you know when I I've had it happen to me a number of times. I'll be walking through an airport with my four moms kind of mm -hmm. satchel briefcase, and somebody will walk up to me and say, "You work for four moms. I love that company, and they have great products. And you know, we used the Mamaru with our mm -hmm. baby when when she was young, and just I mean that just makes you feel really good, right? Because having an impact on people's lives, mm -hmm. and we all know like how difficult it can be to be a parent. So if we can help help parents. I mean, that's that's doing good in the world I, I think so yeah. that's that's one of the things that makes me most proud to be at four moms I think the other thing is the culture that we have here and the people that we have here there's you know this idea that um, I think people feel respected here mm -hmm. and we that's what we hear when we talk to them and get some feedback and that's really important to me that people feel respected and that they therefore kind of respect each other in the company mm -hmm. is uh, I think the other thing that's that's really most important to me and since I've been here, I've always been in a recruiting role, and I get to answer this question on a very yes. regular basis. And I am so proud to say my answer has not changed yeah. since 2011. I am so impressed with the people that work here. It is a smart group of creative individuals. Mm -hmm. This unique dynamic of engineering and design and passion comes out into these products. Yeah. And and you can walk into a store and say, I know the people who made that. And that's just a super cool feeling and not something you get from a work environment that often. But yeah. We just have this great group of people that we have a lot of fun together. As Gary said, it's such a respectful environment, very mm -hmm. collaborative and uh, just awesome people. So I'm, I'm so proud of that. That's great. I love that. And, you know, it is nice to kind of have that, that warm, fuzzy feeling as you're out and about. And you probably, I don't know about what you guys think, but for me, there's a lot of products out there that we all use. And you think this is great, but, you know, you don't really like ever say, okay, I'm going to go online and put a review on it because it's so great. And for me at least, and I'm sure you guys see this too, that for mom's products are so good that you're like, I use this every day and it's great, but I'm also going to go the extra mile and then put a review on yeah. it online. Because, you know, you mostly hear about when people have bad reviews about things, right? And they're like, oh, I'm going to do this because I'm mad. And I think Four Moms for me stands out as one of those groupings of products that 
it's so good that you feel like you have to tell everybody, right? And well, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. I love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. We agree. Yeah. Yes. And I basically have told everyone that I know is a mob or was going to be a mob that they should just buy all the full mobs from us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, as we talk yeah. about passion being part of our core values, yeah. it's great when that passion is inside the company, which, which we feel it is, and we try to build that. But just as good, maybe even better, when that passion comes from your consumers, the customers that you're serving. Yeah, and you think, you Nothing know, we better. must be on the right path. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. Well, and I wanted to um, to give you guys a chance to to ask Fiken Co. to ask us any questions that you might have. We want this to not just be a one-way street and, you know, sort of a panel interview. So what questions do you have for, for us today? Well, can you tell us a little bit about yeah. Fiken Company? Yeah, so Fiken Co. is a um, boutique people operations and talent firm. And so we work with a lot of startups um, in the tech space, but also a little bit in manufacturing. Um, where we come in and sort of embed ourselves. So we really get to know the culture. The cultural dynamic is really big for us. So we come in and we observe the culture, we feel the vibe, and we get to know the people. And so when we're talking about a role that we might be recruiting for or working on a performance you know, overhaul for a company or whether that's even setting up an employee handbook or core values, we really get to know the people and have a lot of discussion there. Because as you know, Jackie, I'm sure, you know, going into a group dynamic and bringing someone into one of the teams might have a div little bit different of a culture than the larger company. And so you have to know what both cultures look like for that person to be not even a cultural fit, but even a cultural addition and take that, push that through and make the culture even better. And so that's where we come in and we work with startups really from three people, as small as three people that are just starting out, all the way up to, you know, a thousand, tens of thousands of people. So we come in, whether it's a, uh, we're the sole HR department of a company, which we have been as well, um, or they need us during a major growth period where they're like, we just need to hire 25 to 50 people in the next year and our current resources can't do it. And that's where we come in and we really help them kind of in that growth mode. So that's, um, that's a little bit about Fike & Co. We get to see some fun dynamics. Tech has really been our basis. Um, but in the tech world, there's also you know, a lot of different dynamics there. Um, we've worked with like a great organic um, you know, sort of energy company as well that has a manufacturing arm. And so that's an interesting dynamic too because you have a little bit of the manufacturing as you guys have and a little bit of the, the sort of tech startup feel. So it's an interesting it's an interesting space to be in, but we love it. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah if, you, if you're working with these really small startups in some cases yes. and you know, thinking about culture, those are groups that probably haven't really defined their culture exactly. yet, right? And so I'm curious, how do you think about creating culture and how to like identify what culture yeah. the company should have? And Absolutely, yeah. so it's, it's more along the lines of getting to know if they're very small, those groupings of people. What are their personal lines in the sand? What do they want to be known for, right? And where is their sort of moral compass on what they want to see. And, and for us, you know, a lot of people out there think, oh, well, culture is the, you know, the free cold brew and, and the happy hours and the unlimited PTO. And, and while those are all great to have, they're perks, but they're not culture. And so for us, culture is, what are the behaviors that are rewarded in your company? What are the behaviors that aren't rewarded in your company? And is that something that people see and they can live and breathe and, and kind of feel every day? And part of that culture too is psychological safety. We think that's a really key piece to bring the best innovation. And so we work with these small companies to say, 
Personally, what do you believe in, right? Because you're going to be bringing yourself to this company. And what are your lines in the sand for the company moving forward? When you're 100 people, what do you want to see happen? When you're 200 people, when you're 50 people, what does that look like? So we help them try to imagine down the line so that when they're picking core values, it's not just for the three of them or the five or the 10 or the 20 of them right now. It's for the 50, 100 people that they might have down the line. And so we work with them on it. And, and core values, you know, for us, and yours are very aligned with that is make them concise, make them short so they're memorable, and make them something that people can easily use in their day to day at the company. And so it really is diving in and just, just learning about people and figuring out what they're about. And that lends to the core values and the start of that culture. That's great. Yeah. So from the companies you had the chance to talk to and get to learn and you think, boy, they have a great culture. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for four moms on culture? Well, you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> um, so I would say, you know, the passion is key. Sometimes it's hard if you have a tech company and you're like building this thing and for people to see the tangibleness of that, right? And so I like that there's a tangible element to four moms, which gets people to rally around it. And I love, you know, that you see that. For, you know, for four moms, I just think I'm so excited for your growth period because I think that's going to be great. And um, yeah, I think you guys are doing a really good job, especially on the performance piece, especially on the cultural piece, the transparent communication piece. Those are all really important things. And it's funny because um, a lot of companies think, well, they don't need an HR person until they're 75 or 100. And that's always too late for, for us. Um, you know, for what we kind of go in it's we start at five or ten or you know even before that and so we we walk them through here are the things that you need to think about along the way because for a lot of those companies they don't know what they don't know right especially on the compliance piece especially on what do we need to move forward or this thing happened and we don't know what to do yeah. <laughs> and yes. so it's good to have that person to even bounce ideas off of because not everyone knows what they don't know in that space um, and I think that you all have have a good culture, a good group of people, and a good growth trajectory for the future. So, nothing right now. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. If you think of it, you let us know. Okay, yeah. I will. I will for sure. Do you, um, you know, so there's so much, for a long time, I think there was all this talk about how important people are and culture is. Do you think that uh, this, like, today, is there more emphasis on that than there was 20 Absolutely. years ago? Are people actually following through on that? Because you still hear a bunch of stories oh, about yeah. companies that oh, yeah. kind of ignore or have a culture <laughs> that is toxic and right. Yeah. So you still hear a bunch of stories and maybe those are older companies. I don't know, but I'm just curious, like from your perspective, yeah. is it really getting, it the, is, is it's the getting attention more shifting, right? Yeah. And I think it's getting more traction, especially with the talent market, how it is, you know, there are, it's a candidate's mm -hmm. market and yeah. it has been that way for about a year now, maybe even a little longer. It's going to continue from our perspective to be that way for the next five to 10 years, mostly because there are going to be continually more and more people retiring and there just aren't going to be enough people to fill the number of jobs that are going to be out there. And I'm probably going to botch this stat, but I saw this stat I think on the Today Show where it said in 2021, there's going to be more than 20 million jobs open without people to fill them. So in the next three to five years, there's going to be a huge mass amount of jobs just open without enough people to fill them. Not even just people that you would want, just literal bodies to fill these jobs. And so, you know, for, for that dynamic, I think that companies who don't start to think about their people, they're just literally not gonna have any talent to pull from because people are getting smarter. They're getting, you know, they're wanting more things. Most of the candidates that we talk to, to you know, nowadays have three to five offers on the table and they get to choose. And that just is not something that we have seen for a long time. 
And so in, I think if they're an older company and they're not thinking about that, they're already five years behind and the time that's going to take them to catch up, they're really just going to lose out and they're not going to have people to fill those jobs. And so I think what we've seen is moving forward, the companies who really are diving in and meaning and, and kind of walking the walk of their talk of working with people and trying to make it the best place for people, those are the companies that are going to be have great talent moving forward. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, you hear this, um, this trite phrase, right? Culture eats strategy for oh, breakfast, yeah. which I Peter believe, Drucker, right? I believe completely, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I yeah. believe completely. And it's, you know, interesting when you're early in your career, like when I was at business school, you tend to disregard some of this stuff yeah. or you put less emphasis on it. Like my organizational behavior class, we were all kind of like, oh yeah, this is the fluffy stuff. Let's, you know, <laughs> go, you know, focus on this is the foo -foo stuff. Yeah, yeah, right, product yeah. marketing or finance. I had a, um, a section mate uh, in business school who said, you know, my, my dad was here, whatever, 25 years ago, and he said that this is the most important class. If you pay attention and learn from this, this like if you get into your career, this will be the most important kind of influencer in terms of how successful you can be. Oh yeah, and absolutely. And it's, it's amazing how true that is and how you, <laughs> equally amazing how you don't recognize that like yeah. when you're, you know, 21. Well, and it's so funny because, you know, we, we worked with, there's, we've been fortunate to say no to more people than we've said yes to in working with. Because there are a lot of companies that come to us and they're like, oh, we want to have a great culture and we want to do this thing, but they're not willing to do the work or they're not ready to change yet, right? Or they're like, no, I just want to make a bunch of money. I don't really care how I treat yeah. people. And then we're like, nope, we're not going to work with you. <laughs> so we actually get, you know, we're very fortunate that we get to work with really great places to work and people, you know, companies that treat people well. And, uh, but there are a lot out there still, and it baffles me how they say it, right? They say it, but then you go in and you're like, I don't feel this treating people well vibe here at all. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we, yeah. you know, we get to tell people like that, no, which is quite nice. Um, but there's still a lot yeah. out there. And it's amazing how you can feel the culture when you walk into a oh, building, yeah. right? You don't have to be there very long because yes. it's really kind of, it's kind of the tone and the feeling yeah. of, what you do at work. It's right? the aura, it's the vibes. I mean, yeah. that's getting into some of the, you know, the more like, you know, charismatic crystal type of dynamics, but yeah. that is, it is a thing. You know, it is a, a vibe that you feel. And when we work with new clients, we always say, oh, we want to come sit in your office for at least a day to yeah. feel that. And they're like, can you tell about a culture in a day? And we say, oh yeah, we can tell a lot about a culture yeah. in a day. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, it's a lot faster. And you know, sometimes yeah. very quickly. And if you don't hear anyone laughing, if you don't hear anyone talking, and they're like, oh, it's great, everyone's great, everyone loves each other, it's wonderful. But if you don't hear those dynamics, yeah. yeah. Um, and there are there are times where everyone needs to be head down for sure. And, and you know, there are more kind of cycles in a company where you need to do that, but you should still see the interaction of people enjoying their time together. And that is something that it's hard to fake once you're there. We definitely had, um, when we were developing our core values in the, in the way we work, um, one of the ones that was missing originally, but was part of the culture, was have fun. Yes. And our director of engineering said, we were missing something. We need to have fun, and we can't lose sight of that. Yes. And so we uh, memorialized it as yeah. part of the way we work. Absolutely. Because we don't want to lose sight of it. It is so easy to go heads down, get mm -hmm. lost in your work, you yeah. got to meet deadlines, etc. Um, but you can't lose that. Exactly. And, and we spend so much time at work 
that we should be having fun. Oh, yeah. Are we only going to yeah. have joy in the, you know, the life, quote, the life hours of the day, right? Um, you know, the eight hours that we get for life in a day and the eight hours that we get for sleeping and then the eight hours that we get for work, right? So are we really only going to enjoy 16 out of those 24 hours yeah. in a day? It makes no sense, yeah. right? So um, we're really big about bringing joy to but your work. I think if there was a test that would be great to get a read on this and there's not an easy way to do it but like <laughs> yes. Sunday nights right if you could just do yes. a poll of people on Sunday night and say yeah. like is Feeling there some good? part of you that's looking forward to tomorrow yeah. morning yes that to me is the the final barometer right oh, and yeah. I've been there have been times in my career when I'm excited about you know going into work the next day and there have been a few times when I wasn't and that was a direct correlation to the culture because whether they were big problems to solve, challenges, that wasn't really, there's no correlation between that piece and whether I was looking forward to work. Uh, it's really more about kind of how I feel about working with people and how things get done and all that. So. It's so funny that you say that. Part of our mission statement is to work with more companies to have people excited to jump out of bed to go to work in the morning. And really, that's you know that's why we're trying to work with as many companies as we can to help people love to do it. Because in our mind, you know, everyone should love to go to work. And is it really that that unfathomable to be able to do that? You know, it, it's Should not. Be. It shouldn't yeah. be. <laughs> so, you know, that's yeah. that's at least our kind of line. Yeah. What one of the things I've told my my kids a lot in the last probably five or ten years as I've thought more about this stuff is life is too short. Right? Yes. Yeah. If you're doing something that you don't enjoy, you should really look and figure out what else to do because exactly. life is just way too short to do stuff and, and work on things and yeah. work with people that you're just not enjoying it. Yeah. Agreed. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for today. Thank you. This has Our been pleasure. wonderful. And um, and thank you listeners for listening to us chat with you know Gary and Jackie from four months. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Thanks for coming back to Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> Where can you find us? If you want to learn a little bit more about what we do at Fike Co., take a look at our website. It's fikeandco.com. That's F-I-K-E-A-N-D-C-O.com. Thank you for listening to Connecting People and Culture, a podcast presented by Fike Co., If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to Connecting People and Culture wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we hope to see you next time as we talk to lots of great companies through this season and beyond. Want to know more information about Four Moms? You can email media at fourmoms.com. That's M-E-D-I-A at the number four, M-O-M-S dot com.